G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Show. And it is going to be a packed one today, isn't it, Mike? It's pretty much something happened on every day of the week. It was insane. So <laughs> you don't need to hear about anything happening in our lives. <laughs> just the same, just the usual. It's humid and hot. Let's move on. Let's talk about the start of the week. Semi-final allocation draw. The BBC in the UK put on quite a sharp little show there, didn't they? I really enjoyed it. I thought the hosts were fantastic. It was Ryland and AJ. I thought they did a fantastic job. They had personality, but still kept all the formalities ticking along very, very well. Indeed. And Australia, of course, drew semi-final two, the second half. Obviously, it's good to know which day of the week we're going to be on the Thursday night in the UK, Friday morning. So mm-hmm. you can go for the tickets for the Thursday night, book off Friday morning from work or just the whole day, and enjoy Australia being in the semi final. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I know you can sort of tear your hair out about all these allocation draws, but as we always say, if your song is good enough, it will get through. But it does help to have some friends in there. Yeah, exactly. And we do. We've got Iceland in there, which is good. We've got a few others as well. A lot of our other friends did end up in the other semi final like Norway, like Sweden, but in one way, you don't want all the good, all our, all our friends are normally very good at Eurovision. <laughs> True. So they take qualification spots. Mm, yes. So you kind of want some that maybe don't have a tradition of doing so well. Mm-hmm. And I think we've got quite a few of those in our semi-final. Yeah, I kind of agree. So traditionally, I mean, every song in every competition is different, but there's not some massive names in our semi-final. I have to say, probably the big winner out of the semi-final allocation draw was our friends from Cyprus and Andrew Lambrou. Exactly. Andrew Lambrou, if he's going Going into it, he would wanted to draw Greece. He did. Mm-hmm. He'd want to draw Australia, and he did. did. So yes, expect a, a few points to be flowing his way, which I think will really help him to get out of that semi-final. Exactly, hundred percent televote. You do need that love. So I think that's going to help Andrew the most. I think he was the big winner. And last little fun fact: Austria and Australia got drawn into the semi-final for the first time together. Oh, that's not going to create any confusion, is it? No, no. <laughs> I think we're all got used to it as now. And unfortunately, we got Georgia. Nothing against Georgia. They've got something against us. <laughs> They're the worst when it comes to rating us. They do not like us at all. And we drew them again. We drew them, draw them every year except for once so far. Well, maybe this is the year where things turn around and we get some votes from them. Of course, we also get the United Kingdom voting in our semi-final, which should be great, and also get a lot of attention um, there in Liverpool. So yeah. looking forward to it. Should be good. All right, well, let's turn our attention to this weekend because we had the first Super Saturday in Europe, Super Sunday here in Australia, didn't we? And it was probably Mm. Spain was the big ticket item today. Absolutely, certainly was. It was the final of Benidorm Fest. But before we get into the results and how it all worked out, what did you think of the Benidorm Fest overall? We did have the two semifinals during the week and, of course, the final last night. Yeah, I think they've brought it again. Um, I thought it was a really good national final all up. I think the final had the quality because we had a lot more entries this year, which meant we had a bit more diversity in Mm -hmm. the type of songs and the acts. Therefore, some of the lower ranked ones maybe weren't as good as the lower ranked ones last year Mm because it was tighter and the the quantity wasn't as big. But really, it was great. Some of the songs who missed out would make or be top three in other national finals who didn't even make the final here. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, I thought our hosts were fantastic. Monica was brilliant. She always did a couple of numbers here and there. Rodrigo was very solid. Vocal issues seemed to strike a lot of people in the semi-finals, but they seemed to clean that up by the time we got to the grand final. I thought generally most of the songs were performed very, very well. Yeah, I would say it was a mix between, um, like there was kind of a sound mixing thing, maybe a little bit, particularly um, in the semis, but it's also just people's vocals. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Some people weren't as good as others, which yeah, is generally the that's case. That's just the way it goes, right? Like exactly. people can blame things, but hey, if you can sing, you can sing. Absolutely. Well, there was one person that didn't have any vocal issues for the entire time let's have a listen to our winner this is Blanca Paloma with Ea Ea So winner of our expert jury, second in the demoscopic and winner of the televote. It was a clear winner in the end, wasn't it? I think today in the final, it was. Uh, And it was in the numbers that we saw. I think in the semifinals, 
both the top two and the winner of each one were very kind of I thought about the same standard they won by a similar type of margin and I really expected this to be neck and neck maybe a few points in it and in the end Blanca won it really kind of quite comfortably um, which I was quite surprised at 24 points in the format they have is a pretty big margin I would say compared to last year's you know drama yes. so <laughs> it was nice to have a winner that was chosen by the jury and the public I mean we know the demoscopic's a bit rando so <laughs> let's just not worry about that and I think she stood out today with that big vocal I think going after Agone mm-hmm. really helped her yep. because she got to finish the head-to-head with her big powerful note at the end. There was no chance for him to respond with his slick performance. I mm-hmm. think whoever went second had a slight advantage, but I think it wouldn't have mattered. I think she would have won regardless. Yeah, I kind of think so as well. It is a quite stunning performance, isn't it? Particularly vocally. The presentation, I have to say, and it's just a minor point, they just need one dancer. If you've got her, two backup dancers, you only need one person doing contortions or whatever in the background. To Otherwise, it did get a little bit messy. But headbanging at some point. Yeah, yeah. No, it was kind of Seemed funny, wasn't it? Yeah. But look, very much a deserved winner. I've noticed there has been a bit of a narrative going around. Perhaps this may not appeal to a pen. European audience. What are your thoughts on that one, though? Well, I'll be completely honest. When I first heard this song, I thought it was awful. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a whole bunch of it rhymes with tank, and I just didn't really see it at all. Like, I really did not like this. I don't think this is a song that's palatable. This is about a performance, it's not about the song. But you are always going to be limited when it comes to things like that. Even though this is way better, you used the example during the week of Conan Osiris, Portugal. I think this is an elevated version of that. But again, the song, ha- it wasn't accessible. So you're going to be limited. Even Zero Gravity, completely different. But ultimately, Kate can swing around and do the best performance we've ever seen. But it, the song is still the song. Mm. And I think that's going to be the problem here, particularly that first half where it just feels very shouty and you're not having the vocal moments like you do at the end. Yeah, I guess I use the Telemovish comparison only because of the very sort of perhaps high art element of it Mm -hmm. and also being very, very popular with the domestic audience. Obviously, we saw with Telemovish, it was a bit of a trashy performance in the end. It just was probably a bit mystifying. This one seems a little more cohesive. Oh, very much. It's going to leave some people scratching their heads, isn't it? It's not immediate what the song's about or anything like that. But if anything, it's got a terrific Spanish flavour in there, I will say that. So Mm. I just don't know. Maybe the Europeans will run for this like they did Constructor. Maybe they'll completely ignore it like they did some of the others in the past. And the thing is, we always remember, we don't have to suit the majority for a good telly vote. Yes. It's a smorgasbord of food. She's bringing a dish that lots of people are going to hate, but a lot of people are going to love. Mm-hmm. If you get 10% of people loving that, that's a big number yeah. in 20, 26 songs. So, uh, you know, that, that could help. And I can see juries kind of like into a point. But I think it's going to be one we're going to debate about how it's going to do at Eurovision until the very night itself. Exactly. The proof will be in the pudding. I'm also looking forward to seeing how she evolves throughout the uh, pre-party season, etc. Because we saw Chanel... (laughs) Evolved? With Darwinism? Is she going to turn from like an amoeba to... (laughs) Webbed feet or something by the time we get to Liverpool. Um, But no, no. like Just just in her performance, we saw with Chanel last year, she did keep pretty much the same performance throughout the pre-party season, but it just elevated and elevated and elevated and I've got a feeling we'll see a a different interpretation of this by the time we get to Liverpool all right let's have a chat about some of the others second place went to the other favorite Agone with Guillermo Arder he's got to be pretty stiff this was pretty good this would have done very very well in any other national final I would have thought I would win basically any Mm -hmm. other national final Uh, this was bias here my favorite I thought it was a fantastic performance both times. Maybe a slightly slicker in the semi-final. Um, I thought maybe more energy in the final, but maybe overdid it slightly at Ooh. times. If I'm absolutely nitpicking, but it was it was fantastic. The staging was brilliant. Some absolutely amazing moments. I do think maybe people would have made comparisons at a Eurovision or even if they were watching, going, "We're sending a man Chanel." Yeah, only for a couple of dance break parts, but you know, a lot of people did dance breaks, and then in the end. The Spanish people went nut and they went with something completely different. Yeah, I thought he was uh, a little bit unlucky. Third with the demoscopic jury, I thought was a little tough, but they had a favourite, which was, let's talk about our third place, Vico with Nochentera. This was probably the one that sprinted from the pack behind the top two favourites. Yeah, um, Vico was top three in each of the the juries and the public, so that was great. Won the demoscopic, as I think you mentioned. Mm. 
And I thought really tidy um, performance in the final today. Some nerves went. I think she really knew how to keep her voice in the range that was comfortable and she could do it well. It was a cute little performance. And I think it was the best of the rest. Yeah, definitely. And the, didn't the crowd love it? Just jumping up and down. I stopped looking at Grinder for a couple of seconds to enjoy the song. Uh, <laughs> there was barely a woman in that audience. Oh, geez, it was there. Very, very oh my heavily God. dominated by and a When certain... it was a woman, it was normally a man in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed Nochentero. And I have to say that's going to be on my playlist for the rest of the year. Just quickly, any others we want to talk about? Magara, fourth, very good. Yeah, look, I was very impressed with Magara. Not a big fan of the song going into it all, but I thought their stage presence was fantastic. Their vocals was good. We thought it could be messy, and it was actually tight and mm. very much deserved fourth, if not just could have been the sneaky one for the third place, but did very well for fourth. Agree with that one. Alice Wonder was very good, I thought. It was very much a jury song. Cleaned up the performance a lot more from semi-final to final with that song, so... I thought that was really, really good. My favourite of, really, the whole national final, Carmento. Just making the grand final here, I think, was an absolute victory for her. Yeah, I think the biggest cheer we did the whole Benny Dornfest was her making the final yeah. from that semi. That was the victory. And it was this beautiful stripped back mm. kind of flamenco style without all the kind of modern craziness. I loved that. And I was really good to see her make that top eight. Just yeah. added something completely different to the grand final as well. Jose Otero, he had wonderful hair. Yeah, that was the good bit of the song. <laughs> he actually sang it pretty well. Unfortunately, that was just a note or two here and there. He needed to be more than 100% for that vocal, for that song. It all lived and died on it. And he was fine, but he hmm. wasn't great. Yeah, and bringing up the rear of the grand final was Fusa Nocta with Mi Familia. I thought she did well just to even get into that grand final because the semifinal performance was pretty ropey vocally. Yeah, it was all very raw. But I mean, if you're going to do about five different um, genres in a song, <laughs> yes, which she literally says that's what it is, it's going to be a bit messy. Yep. It's pretty hard to make that smooth mm -hmm. and vocally quite challenging. She gave a lot to do, and I think it was just a bit too challenging in the end. But I actually enjoyed it, again, more in the live, weirdly, than the studio. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I enjoyed the I might be the only one. <laughs> I did enjoy the performance. <laughs> well, that was Benidorm for another year. I have to say, I thought they really raised the bar from what was an excellent national final last year. So well done to Spain. Yeah, it could have been very easy for them to drop off in that, you know, that whole second album kind of thing yeah. of artists that I expected a bit of a drop. But no, I think they kept it on level and a, and a really good job and great for the Spanish public to choose their I entry. So no drama this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're all looking forward to seeing what Blanca brings at the competition. Well, just before Spain had their national final, we had the final of Melody Grand Prix this morning, Michael. Now, overall, before we get into the winner, just like with Spain, let's talk about the national final because we had a complete change up this year. We didn't have the jewels. We had two semifinals and then we went to a final kind of for the first time in many years and we were back to a stadium today as well. So it felt like a refreshed Melody Grand Prix. What do you think of the whole approach? All good changes. It just dragged on far too much the last couple of years and those silly duels, etc. So they changed it. It changed for the good and I think they got the reward for it with a very, very good final. This national final was fantastic. Yeah. The quality was really good. I loved it being back in the stadium. Almost got quite emotional about the whole thing. And um, it was very early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, overall, they've listened to feedback. They've taken that on and they've applied it and they've made something really good. It's better than just a straight final as it was before. And we had 50% televote and 50% jury as well this mm -hmm. morning. So let's talk about who took out the title. It was Alessandra with... Queen of Kings. Early in the season, there was probably an, another favourite we expected to take the title. But in the last couple of weeks, Alessandra has had a lot of momentum 
and she won quite comfortably winning the jury and the televote. What were your thoughts on uh, her winning and the performance? Yeah, I will agree. There's been some fools running around, say, screaming, Ulrika's won it, Ulrika's won it for weeks now. Wasn't and, that uh, you? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And didn't <laughs> but, I say week one that this was good? You, you're right. And you're, <laughs> and you're right about the momentum. It's definitely got momentum over the last couple of weeks. I just checked earlier. It is number one in the Spotify uh, global viral songs. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just getting, it's getting ears, it's getting attention. So I'm not surprised by the time it got to the final, it really did run away, particularly with the tally vote. It did win the jury as well, which is probably a little surprising for me. Having said that, when you see it and you put it up against those other songs, it had something others didn't. Exactly. And I think in the big stadium, it actually worked really well. I think she definitely came out with a lot of energy and she wasn't maybe as vocally slick as a semi, but it had more impact the whole performance, I kind of felt. Yeah, definitely. I would have said, you're right, vocally in the first semi final, she was probably a little bit tighter. Not that she missed too much in the final, but it was more, I'm playing to this big stadium. I'm the you know queen of the castle here and you're mm. going to watch me. I loved it. Also, loved how she lost the use of her legs once she was named the winner. That <laughs> she was, was on the floor. Oh, she was on the floor. She was rolling around. She got on, <laughs> crawled onto the stage, fell to the floor again. Fell to the floor on stage. Yeah, <laughs> it was good stuff. And she yeah. seems to have such a character and personality. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, discovering more from her as we uh, head towards Liverpool. Yeah, the energy of her is absolutely fantastic. She's going to be great for the contest. Mm-hmm. And you know, talking which, you know, obviously this is going viral. It's doing even well in America and everything at the moment. Here's a question. We're in February. We're three months out from it. We've never really seen this before. We know some Italian songs do very well from Sanremo in Europe, but this is almost getting like a mini snap. It's not going as crazy as snap. But is this a good thing to be this popular three months out? Are people going to get sick of it by the time it gets to Liverpool? Or won't that matter? All publicity is good publicity? Yeah, a bit of, bit of column A, bit of column B, I think. I mean, going back to the last one, yes, any publicity is good publicity. As long as people know you're in Eurovision, you've kind of got the leg up. But you're right, there could be a fatigue factor, particularly with the voting public. If this does really take off in the next couple of months and it's everywhere and you're hearing it everywhere, then by the time we get to the competition, you could either be, well, oh, this is a bit old. Or it could strike familiarity and say, ah, this is that hit single I love. So yep. it could be a double-edged sword on that one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. So, And we know other songs have done it in the past, but not in this new viral world that mm. we were in before the contest. So that will be one to watch. Now let's talk about runner-up Ulrika. Uh, she probably would have won any other year if it wasn't for Alessandra with Honestly. Um, came second overall, was third in the juries, um, quite a bit behind and a comfortable second place with the tally vote. Yeah, it was pretty much the jury vote that she was gone, really. I mean, they gave her, what was it? They gave her 60 at an Utley at 94 and Alessandra 104. She yeah. started off 44 points behind. So she was already gone. Pretty much. They, they buried her at that point. I thought it was a good performance this morning in the grand final. Maybe it just didn't come across as well in the stadium. I agree. It I just seems a little just... lost or something. Yeah. It just it just lacks something. You could see she was even giving it a bit more vocally just didn't really suit the stadium. Yeah, I, I did find that with a couple of songs, actually, that there was such a tight performance in that sort of studio setting that it kind of like there was this one shot when it comes down on the light. But when you see it with the stadium, I was like, oh, I didn't really like that this mm. time. But they did have the Melfest term with all the lights behind her, which is beautiful. Absolutely. And ultimately, it was always going to kind of finish second. She might have just been closer if it was a bit slicker. And I just think, uh, you know, she did a great performance, but the song's just a bit dated. Mm. You know, I like this kind of stuff, but I think... The jury said the competition's moved on. I agree with that. It, it was a bit sort of Eurovision by numbers, particularly Scandi Eurovision by numbers. Um, just quickly, a few of the other ones. So Atla Peterson came third. I don't think many people picked that at the start, mm. but he did get a very good jury, but the tally vote didn't really come for him. No, not at all. It was one of those unfortunate ones where he was the second last one read out and it was like 28. And you could see the disappointment on his face. Kind of don't particularly like the song myself, but I quite enjoy the performance. 
Yeah, um, another couple of quick ones just to call out here. So Swing, it came third with the public vote with Prohibition. They did finish eighth overall because the jury's destroyed them. And a bit that's kind of similar, Skrillex, uh, she came uh, fourth with the public vote, seventh overall with Love Again. So there was a bit of up and down with the jury and public, but I was really pleased to see those kind of fun songs get some votes from the Norwegian televote. Yeah, absolutely. I'll agree. They were fun songs and you could see why the public voted for them, but I will have to agree with the jury as far as pieces of music music goes no <laughs> and that's what the jury said no and i have to say i was surprised with yonna who only got 30 points in the tally vote the juries were quite um good to him on 40 where i thought he could have played for a place you know up towards a third maybe but ultimately the public didn't really come for it and came fifth yeah it's just one of those kind of songs i guess either you kind of love it and there's going to be a small percentage of people who do and others who go no thanks stop yelling at me so yeah i can see why the public didn't really come for it and any other ones that you want to mention here? No, not really. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> not really. I, th- I think we've mentioned everyone we really need to. The rest of them, yeah, pretty much just made up the numbers a bit. The Elsie Bay LC- fourth, good exactly. result for her. Mm. Now, just the other last thing that happened, Subwoofer performed and they were, um, well, not exposed. We said that earlier, <laughs> it sounds a bit wrong. They revealed themselves. Yes. So it was Ben Adams from A1, which everyone kind of knew. But people were on that. But the other one was uh, Gorta uh, Ulmersen who um, basically was the runner-up of Idol in Norway back in 2003. Oh. And he's been in MGP a couple of times as well. Okay. So, so he was he was our other wolf. Was he Keith or Jim? I don't know. <laughs> but it was a bit weird. Once they were out of costume, they almost looked a bit um, reserved and shy well, about they, performing. They put on caps and sunglasses or something, didn't they? Or they put yeah, on caps. caps. So you could barely see them again. So it was yeah. like, so you've taken off the wolf head and now you're hiding your face with the caps. Like, I don't really get it. But it, but it was kind of like watching a drag artist perform out of drag. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just kind of looked a bit weird. I was yeah. like, can you put the masks back on? <laughs> Not that they were pretty boys, right? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was just a bit, no, you kind of ruined it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put the a nice head. little fun thing. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Put the head back on, please. We, <laughs> we don't want to see it. All right. Well, that was Melody Grand Prix for another year. Also Friday night in Europe, Saturday morning here in Australia, we were treated to the Ireland national final, Eurosong, on the Late Late Show. What yes. did you think overall of our show, Dale? Let's throw it <laughs> to you. Thank you. You gave that to me first. Coming into the national final, I thought they had probably slightly better songs than last year, mm-hmm. all up, and a little bit more diversity. And so I was expecting something better. And to be frank, it went backwards. Look, it is a late, late show, so it's always going to be that TV studio setting. So it Mm -hmm. isn't going to be your slick MGP in Spain that we just talked about. But I did feel it was a bit dinky. It felt like it was coming out of, I'll be frank, it felt like almost to the point coming out of Moldova. Yeah, I'll kind of I mean, that's maybe not as bad, (laughs) but almost at that level. I'll agree. I, I understand going to the Late Late Show. It's a very popular show in Ireland. You have guaranteed audience. You've got a good time slot. Unfortunately, they put no other effort into it. There was just basically a blank stage with some LCD screens on it, and that was it. For me, I'm not going to blame any of the artists on this because I think every one of them went out there and really tried their hardest, but the whole show was abysmal is the word I want to use. Oof. It was abysmal. And not only that, if you're going to send your artists out to do a national final, set them up for success. Yeah, I agree. It just, sound-wise, it sounded dreadful, really. Yeah, where was, there were some people who maybe weren't the strongest vocalists, and anyone will put some backing behind. That's yeah. normal. It's in Eurovision now. Exactly. Why wouldn't you do that? You're trying to put on a show, like put some backing vocals to these people, and it just seemed very ill-prepared. First two acts mm. just came out with maybe a couple of dancers type of thing and it was a bit sort of drama school it just looked like how long have you people had like come Mm. on and it just made me angry for the artist and also the Irish fans as well yeah because I do like this is this not um, having any attack on I think the Irish fans are fantastic I think there's a lot of enthusiasm and I want to say the positives of the show actually was there was a lot of goodwill in the audience and in the room and even from the host like Mm -hmm. they do want it to succeed what is stopping this and what's making it to another level or changing things up? I don't know, but um, you certainly say there was some very head-scratching comments from the head of delegation. We've seen for a period of time now that it's only about commercial radio pop, which we know it hasn't been for the last few years in Eurovision. Mm. Yes, that helps, but you need a diversity of different songs in there. 
and also defending John Lydon's comments about you know, it was just a bit of a joke about it being disgusting and awful and he doesn't watch it and all that kind of stuff. And I just think you don't need to go and defend it. Like you can say, well, that's disappointing and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Maybe he's having a joke or maybe he's not. I don't get the case, but these are hardworking artists. You can't have people, your artist crapping on it. Yeah. And that was probably always going to happen. Yep. Not all publicity is good because if he brought people to watch it and then you put that show on, Oof. Yeah, I, I, for me, and it's the last comment I'll make about the whole overall structure, I mean, personally, one comment, I think you should sack your head of delegation and start again. The second one is, it just must be so heartbreaking for Irish fans to see this revolution happening in the UK with Eurovision, the brand, and they are mired in something 15 years ago, 20 yeah. years ago. It's just heartbreaking, really. But you can jump out of it. We've seen UK done it. Yep. I think we've, even Australia, had a, a couple of struggling years, and I think fans... Um, attitudes are almost falling into that UK trap and yes. even the Irish trap so we, we, we can kind of see like we don't want to be that <laughs> so, yeah. so that's kind of where we can kind of see things as well so yeah. yeah overall Irish fans and Irish artists aren't the, the fault here well let's go on to the results of the yes. night shall we <laughs> we did have a winner this is Wild Youth and We Are One to say Dale it did look like a race in two after we saw all the six acts and this was our winner what do you think yeah I think going into it it was more it was whoever was going to put on the best performance because I think it was a very open field and two definitely did and look Wild Youth did this well they had a nice little band set up nice use of the LEDs it was it was good and it was well performed for 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 what it was is this song something that I gravitate to? No, I, it's not my kind of thing. I find it that kind of beigey 2017 Denmark style, style kind of song. There's a Swedish songwriter with it as well who's who wrote Dying to Try for Ireland in 2017. I think that says something. But on its positives, there is an anthemic feel about this. And I think if you can soup it up a bit and do some really clever staging, then it's not without a hope. I'll agree. I think the big advantage these boys had on the night was they're a band. They don't have to give you a presentation. They just have to stand out there, pretend play instruments, and yeah, let, true, true. let the front man sort of do his thing. I do think it's a good song. It's a solid song without really getting the pulse racing at all. As you said, feels a little bit dated, but it was probably, for me, the safest and most solid choice that they had on the night. Yeah, I can see why the Irish public went for it. It was a fully formed kind of package that you could see on the Eurovision stage. It's a song that you don't go, that doesn't belong there. Yeah. So I can understand why the public went for it. Absolutely. Second on the night, and I think probably one of the surprises for me was Connolly with her song Midnight Summer Night. What did you think of this one? Yeah, she did a great job. She's very young. Mm. And I think particularly the, the latter half of the song, very cleverly, she because it's very um, repetitive song as well, even mm-hmm. though there's really nice elements to it. She did some big vocal parts and really built it and it had a real nice Irish flair to it. You know, mm. I know we're used to those those big vocals or those kind of like, I don't know, wistful vocals that you kind of heard in the 90s and into the 2000s of from Ireland. So I think it brought something like that and she was very good. And this would have been an interesting risk to throw out there. I think it might have been a bit too much for her too soon. So yes. in one way it might be good that she didn't win because I'm not sure going and throwing her, uh, like she's like 17 or something, onto a Eurovision stage at this point as not the most experienced performer. Apparently, I'm sure it was her first TV performance, but possibly one of her first ever performances even. So I think it's too soon to be probably sending her, but great potential there. She seems like a really interesting artist and a lovely person. Yeah, Yeah, she seems so nice. Yeah, and from like... I'm not sure if she's from Ireland off Galway or something, so big up to her as well. Yeah. Lovely part of Ireland. Good stuff. All right, just quickly with some of the others, K. Mooney and N.D. came in third, which was an interesting one. I, I really love seeing that song in the selection. At least there was some genre and risk of music being taken there. Exactly, representing modern-day Ireland. And mm. I thought they did a really good job. They came out with a lot of enthusiasm and they kind of needed that to kind of end the show with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can see why they came third and it was nice to see. 
Hawaii came in fourth with Public Image Limited. What surprised me here is the consistency here. It got sort of fourth with everything, the international jury, the national jury, and the televote. I can kind of understand the televote. Look, because, you know, there's a bit of like, you know, when people voted Dust and the Turkey, like, screw it, let's be a bit, you know, yeah. uh, you know, so revolutionary. Be a bit punk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. And also, you know, they're, they're a big name. But to, for the, the juries to give it fourth on both one, just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, that was woeful. The vocals were woeful. Yeah. It's one of the worst vocal performances I've heard in national finals since we've been covering now for, what, six years. I'll agree. And, I, I, you know, I really sympathize and empathize with the story because it is heartbreaking yeah. to hear him talk about it. And I, I think the actual studio song's really touching. I didn't mind it um, so much. I know a lot of people didn't. But I don't feel bad about having a go at him because when he has a go at Eurovision, and it's not the first time, he is crapping on all those artists who go up and perform in front of 200 million people mm. and have to do that. And at the first hurdle, he had to do something similar. He yeah. fell apart. Couldn't sing. And I would empathize with an artist normally. You feel bad, but not for him. Yeah. He wanted to dismiss these artists and their efforts. Mm-hmm. Well, you got shown up, mate. Yeah. And screw you and see you later. Yeah, it was a bit of a shocker of a performance, I have to say. Pretty hard to sit through, even though the sentiment of the song is lovely. It is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always something positive about every song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Second last, we're going to just quickly touch on Adji. Oh, my gosh. This was the team favorite. It was my 12 points. It was there's such potential in this song and, yeah, didn't really hit it. I liked his concept and I think he was trying to do what he could with the staging. Ultimately, he just probably didn't have enough oomph. He mm. missed a bit of timing and vocally just wasn't strong enough. He needed some backing. Yeah. Bigger stage, backing vocals, more to work with, and this would work. I think this was the Eurovision song. Yep. And, unfortunately, it completely... Uh, kind of fell off the rails a little bit. It did, and it's one of those things. You only get one shot, and if it falls off the rails, you don't get another chance. And Layla was uh, our sixth place who opened the show, and I have to say was a little unfortunate with some of the vocal moments in that one as well, shall we say. It was fine, and she had a lovely mullet. It was a fantastic mullet. All right, so that was Ireland. As I say, we've had a bit to say about that, and sorry if if anyone takes offence to the negativity, but, yeah, it just it wasn't good. It's said with love. Exactly. Well, in the middle of all the national finals this morning, Slovenia decided to drop their song for Eurovision 2023. They did actually have a little show where the performers for Slovenia, Joker Out, did a lot of songs from Slovenia in the past, including that great one with the drag um, queens they did back in the oh, early 2000s. Fantastic. Good stuff. Such a good job of it. But anyway, to the actual song, they released it today. And here it is. It's Carpe Diem. <laughs> Well, they describe themselves as shagadelic rock. Do you hear that in this song? Yeah, I do. I do. I hear quite a bit in this song, actually. It kind of evolves as the song goes along. I have to say, I quite like this. I don't know if I love it, but I quite like it. And it feels genuine and authentic to the band. So it's a big thumbs up from me. And I have to say, it's almost like a good evolution from LPS last year, because these guys look like experienced rock stars as opposed to what we saw from the boys last year. I have to say, they've got the official music video out, but go and watch the one that was Mm. performed this morning because I actually prefer that because it shows their stagecraft. They know how to connect with those cameras. They know how to perform the song. They've got good energy with each other as well. A lot of them look pretty good as well, I must say. So that doesn't hurt, of course. And I do like the song. It doesn't like knock your socks off, but there's enough little hooky parts and an overall impression. And it being in Slovenian, it just all feels good and authentic and so much better than the rock we had last year from like Bulgaria and Denmark. So I think having a couple of years away from Monoskin, nothing like the same, but people were very anti-rock last year, I Mm. felt. And I think they're going to be more open to enjoying a rock song this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think all the ingredients are here for an excellent performance and a pretty good result for them. And that would be just making the grand final for Slovenia. 
good on them. I, I'm really interested to see how this goes. I'm looking forward to seeing them hit the pre-party circuit as well, because I think they will and really get this message out there and this song out there. So good. Looking forward to it, Slovenia. I think this is going to be a, like a lot of people's favourites, like these kind of niche people who love it. Like I think of Aaron, this Australia, you know, <laughs> who actually house sits for us when we go to Europe and looks after our cats. And he's been in Aussie Vision before. He loves this. It's already saying that we're going to Slovenia in 2024. He might be, but I don't think the rest of Europe is. But it's still a very good performance. Definitely a step in the right direction there from Slovenia. Alright, on to the rest of the national finals today. We won't be playing any songs because we've gone through all the big uh, four here that happened over the last couple of days. So we're going to run through these national finals pretty quickly. Yes. Now, Mike, this morning I was covering every national final. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had some sickness in the Aussie Vision team, so I missed quite a bit including Melody Festival. And so you were going to cover everything that we saw today in Sweden. Yes, it was our first heat of Melody Festival. We're off the Gutenberg there. Let's just quickly run through our results. We had a couple of our direct to finals. Now, the first person our group announced was Jon Onrik Fjallgren with Ark North featuring Adam Woods. With a bit of an EDM kind of yoiking song. I, I, you know, personally, I thought it kind of missed the mark. But hey, the Swedish public put it through in the first round. Also joining them directly for now was Tuna Sekelius. She is back. Uh, Rhythm of my show, Open the Show. Thought very, very slick performance, actually. It's probably the song doesn't have the immediacy of last year, perhaps. But my gosh, you can just see the evolution in her as a performer and, and holding the camera and as a singer. So I was very proud of her. Good to see that get through. Now, our Andra Shansons were Elov and Benny with their song Ragan Gar. That was fun. It was kind of, I don't know, they're an odd duo, but, but it kind of works. It was one of those big, fun, Melfest numbers where the crowd jumps around and, I don't know, there was a hot dog stand involved or something. It was a little bit odd with the staging, but fun. A very familiar name also joins them in Andershansen, which is Victor Kroner. He sang his song Diamonds, and it was everything you expect from a Victor Kroner song. It was solid and nice, and he looked good. So they were our qualifiers who will be going through. Just quickly on some of the others, Lulu Lamont from The Mummers. She had a beautiful Swedish song. She was very, very good. I enjoyed that. Ray Hahn with his sort of sad boy ballad. Unfortunately, he won't be going anywhere. And of course, we had the Avers, Eva Rydberg and Eva Rus. Okay, those are all the kind of results. And now, obviously, you've watched so much Melfest over the years, as we both have. What was your take on that heat or semi, whatever mm-hmm. they call it? Um, what was your take on that in terms of where it fits in how Melfest has been going over the years? In general, strength, etc. Yeah. Look, I think it was pretty much your archetype Melody Festival and semi final. You could have just ticked them all off. You had your slickly dumb pop to start with, you had your Swedish ballad, you had the sad boy, you had the big guys doing their fun thing, your Victor Krona nice pop song. The Legacy Act came out, and then we finished with a bit of a banger. So it did feel like a bit of a tick box kind of uh, semi-final, but I thought the general quality was pretty good. But I don't know, I'm almost at the point where I'm going to say Melfest might need a bit of a spruce up eventually. Oh, well, we'll see what they bring next week for the second show. Just across the Baltic Sea, we had Latvia had their first semi-final interesting one because we only had 14 songs and 10 of them got through yeah, so we only lost four of them Ooh. we'll just talk about the what looks like might have done well because what they do is they show you the public vote and percentage but they don't tell you the jury so you don't know how it all ends up Ooh. but sudden lights um, with their song that kind of 2000s rock sounding thing that was quite a comfortable um, public vote winner what were your thoughts on that I didn't like this song in the studio. I thought it came across a little better live. It's still not my type of music. But when you looked at the percentages, they were in the 20-something? 20 20? 24, 25%, and next best was 12. Wow. So, I mean, the public have certainly gone for that one. I enjoyed this. This was my 10 points from the studio. I still don't like that kind of like mixing thing that they do at the start. I wish they just killed oh. that and just do the good, just be, just be a rock band. And it was done very well. Um, Marcus Reaver was second in the public vote. Um, this is about his 27th time trying to represent <laughs> Latvia. So he's in with a chance there, but I feel like the jury will probably punish him. Well, he's got through to the next round. That's a main thing because some of the others didn't. Exactly. <laughs> well, just talking about some of the ones who did miss out. 
Inspo, which was second in the Aussie Vision team ranking, that missed out. That was another kind of rock song. Bit of a surprise that it missed out, though. I think it, just looking at the numbers, I think it got eighth in the tally vote. There wasn't much in it. Obviously, the jury tanked it. I have to say, I don't like the song. You've got this hard rock song with, with a vocal tone that is anything but hard rock. It just didn't gel for me. Yeah, it seemed a bit different. Now, Jus, who was in Eurovision 2016, the very first Eurovision act we ever saw live, Michael, in Stockholm, mm. um, he missed out. Um, big name to miss out, but ultimately his song just wasn't strong enough, was it? Yeah, third last in the public vote to start with, and this is a former winner of this competition. Look, I hated everything about that performance. He looked like he rocked up for a rehearsal with a beanie and T-shirt on. I mean, he was—he sang it pretty well. He did. He but did. it just looked like he just wasn't really 100% committed to a pretty average song. Yeah, and the other two to miss out was Katrine Miller and also Adriana. Now, Adriana had the kind of fun, basic pop thing that we would have heard in Melfist in 2018. The Margaret-style uh, song. Totally. I was here for it. I was very disappointed this didn't get through because it was at least... It was popped on well, and she did a great little performance. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it was. I mean, compared to some of the other stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I'm really struggling to see who, what's going I mean, obviously, some lights probably sound like they might have a very good shot. Mm. But in the past, the percentage winner in this stage doesn't always win. We've seen in Supernova. So, everything to play for next week. They've had a bit of a long streak of not qualifying. Mm. I'm not feeling super confident from what I saw this morning. I'm not feeling super confident for them either. Although I will say they staged everything very, very well. Yes. As always, they do a good job of their presentation of their artists and give them a real shot, give them staging concepts, etc. So it's not through lack of trying, I think, with Latvia, but nothing's jumping out so far for me. Yeah, exactly. The national final's good. Yeah. We just need some of the songs to go just with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, let's talk about Lithuania, the neighbours, obviously, in the Baltics. Um, now, we've had all these songs before. This is the semi-final. Now, the, there's two semi-finals. Mm. So we had five songs going through today. Now, Ruta Mur with So Low, which was that very kind of 80s Alison Moyet um, yes. style one, one again. Mm. But it came second in the jury and second in the tally vote to get through. So chink in the armour there. Yeah, interesting from being so dominant in that first semi-final that she had or, or heat quarter or whatever heat, it was, heat, it was. Um, to, to see it just sort of fall back slightly a little concerning for me because I think it's probably one of their better songs but it was interesting to see what beat it for example I know you're a big fan of Petunia with her song Love of My Life that won the jury mm. there were some slight changes from what we saw in the heat what did you think of that? It's actually really interesting because Petunia's on Twitter. She actually follows us as well and has oh. for years oh. and was asking about what should we do. And these a lot of fans went to her and they very specifically said the red dress she had on last that week didn't red dress really or whatever, suit yeah. the song. But she was a bit like, well, thanks for your feedback, but I feel beautiful and I love it. So, oh, well, you know, good. good for her. But in good things she changed her dress because it needed to and what she wore was so much better vocally she was better I think she still needs to be tidier to really get the the kind of heartfelt nature of the song across but this is building momentum they've got to improve the staging more so it doesn't just look like woman on piano which it essentially is now I'd, I'd like to see another element exactly yeah and I think it could bring something and I think it has something there but mm. the public it's growing in the public sentiment as well so it came second mm -hmm. and randomly El Senso, second overall. Yes. El Senso won the public vote um, with a big score after completely flopping in the first heat. They got 1,800 votes, which is a lot in Lithuania. They a got lot. 400 in the heat. So they got four times as many votes in this semifinal than they got in the heat. Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like some kind of campaign. Yeah. You know, they've got every right to do that. Mm. but And it doesn't take a lot in Lithuania yeah, to get some it. votes happening. Yeah. So I don't know. They're kind of operatic. Oh. I don't really see them as real threats. It just felt so like... 2011 to me you know oh look four opera singers on on stage doing a boring song hmm. yeah that's it now friend gabriella's got through hmm. as well as Eusta, who was at esc needs more fun the thelma and louise style <laughs> um her and her dancers and sadly alan chico who's did the full drag missed out this yeah, week it's a bit of a shame and the second semi-final will be next week <laughs> All right, with all the other news, we had a whole bunch of artist announcements Ooh. this week, and we're going to rapid-fire go through them. Are we ready? Yes. All right, Georgia. They announced Iru Kechenovi, 
Iru was in The Voice Georgia. She won that, and mm-hmm. that's how she got the ticket to go to Eurovision. And she is a former winner of Junior Eurovision back in 2011. That's right. It's part of the band Candy at the time. But look, I saw some of her stuff recently. She is an excellent vocalist. I'm expecting something good from Georgia. And I heard that potentially that the writer of their Junior Eurovision songs in recent years is going to be involved. Now, those have been great songs. Exactly. So that would be good because Georgia needs something. Yep. Good Good stuff. I have high hopes. All right. Armenia is sending Brunette. There's not a lot about Brunette out there. We don't even have her age, but we know she's young (laughs) because the head of delegation was saying last year, sending a young artist to Eurovision was justified. So it's captivated millions. We're going to go and have another crack at doing that. Bit of an unknown young person coming up and having a, a go at this, even though she's had music out there with millions of views and hundreds of thousands of listens. So kind of semi-established hmm. and I like that kind of approach. Yeah, apparently the song is described as quite a heavy bass and a powerful song. So this is one to watch, I think. Looking forward to this. Yeah, Armenia might be on the upswing. Austria have Taya and Salina. Now, they both were involved in Star Mania, a show in Austria in 2021. I know, right? Sounds interesting. Ooh. Now, Taya is actually um, Taya Devi, who took part in Biavizia in Serbia a couple of years ago as well and made the final, which is interesting. And Selena um, has taken part in The Voice Austria as well and made it to the sing-offs. It's an interesting one. I believe the performers both know each other previously. It's not... Starmania. Yeah, it's not just a sisters type thing, you know what I mean? We have Germany just through two singers together. Hopefully, we get some chemistry with these ladies. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, and the song's going to be released on International um, Women's Day on March 8th, so... Probably expecting something female empowerment um, related, so mm-hmm. hopefully it's a bit of a banger to go with that. Mm. Greece also announced Victor Vernikos, and he's only 16 years old. We already know the song is What They Say, and it's self-penned by him. Wow. Okay, 16. Yep. Oh, jeez, they're throwing him to the wolves. Apparently he's of uh, Greek-Danish descent as well. I believe Jürgensen's is uh, yes. part of his Victor name. Victor Vernikos Jürgensen. Let's <laughs> say that quietly. <laughs> but he's been releasing music since 2020, so this is a massive opportunity to get his name out there. So fingers crossed he really takes this opportunity and gives his career a kick along. Yeah, it sounds very kind of commercial music. Greece mm. has been doing this kind of very kind of generic Euro- European sound, which has been working for mm-hmm. them commercially. And at Eurovision, two top tens. So they're going to stick with that formula and let's see how it goes again this year. Okay, earlier in the week, we also had the reveal of the Czech songs in a kind of national final Hmm. performance. They were live done in a studio in the Czech Republic and five songs were put out there. What did you think of that little show? Look, generally pretty tight. I thought it was nice to see them live on stage and I think it gave you a better understanding of the potential of the songs. Totally. I actually thought for what they had, they did a really good job of it. Yeah. Because it was just a little studio, but it came across, you know, Sorry Island, better than Ireland did, I thought. And also, big shout out to Rob and James from the Eurotrip podcast, who did the Green Room interviews. And they did such a good job. Yeah, great stuff. They really did. It was so well done. We're very, very proud of them. So overall, the five songs um, are there. At the moment, most fans are really behind Vesna with My Sister's Crown. Yes, a bit of controversy swirling around that what somewhat, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, perhaps we'll see what the result is this week coming. And if, if Vezina wins, maybe we'll deep dive into that one a little bit more about mm. the controversy. Because if they don't win, we don't even have to talk about it. Yes. But Pam Roberts in there as well. And there was a nice Love little that. song um, from Roden, um, Introvert um, Party Club. That was kind of one of my favourites. Yeah. If not my second favourite. That was my second favourite. Really enjoyed it. It was uh, really good. Not my normal thing too, like guy with guitar singing song or whatever, but it worked. Yeah, he was basically going, I don't like going out. Yeah. I want to just stay at home. And even the songs like My Ideal Things Not Being invited to something and also <laughs> Pam Rabbit is named Pam Rabbit because she has a pet rabbit and she just likes to stay home with her rabbit That's so I think in Czech Republic a lot of people don't like to go out from what I'm <laughs> hearing they just want to stay in and not do anything so yeah so there we go so that is the Czech Republic national final we'll get the results early this week absolutely with a 70% international vote on that one um, it'll be interesting to see who gets the ticket yes they definitely look outward to choose their Eurovision entry and it has been working for them Serbia released their songs. Yes. Is it Beo Vizier again? No, it's the other one. It starts right. with a P and I'm not going to... I'm not going I down that I don't road. have it written down because all I've got written down is 32 songs. 
Yay. Yeah. Well, I haven't listened to one. It's just, there's so much going on. It's been you, a busy week. You've got to prioritize. And yeah. I can't do, I mean, I love Serbian music. Yep. I love this national final. They do a great job. But right now, I can't commit to 32 songs. Yes. So we'll get to that sometime in, before the in due process. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and finally, Malta had the results of their many quarterfinals that mm. we've been subjected to. And um, no major people missing out, really. I think that one of, the favourite De Bono of mine, she missed out, which is a shame. No. The other De Bono got in. <laughs> in good news, Broken Hill, we talked yes, about last we week. Did that, talk about that's that. made it in. And also the big favourites like Brooke yep. and the kind of the guys who have the little band thing, the uh, disco song. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Party on my own or whatever it's yeah, called. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, again, party on their own. Cool. Um, and of course, Jessica missed out as well yes. from 2018 Eurovision. That's right, from San Marino 2018. Her song uh, didn't get through, which I think was a bit of a surprise considering you look at some of the others that did. They had to cull some people in Malta and, I mean, we're getting there slowly. We're not even... This is just to get to the semi, by the oh way. We've still got semi Don't even want to I don't, know, I don't know the process. I don't care. <laughs> and we'll find out what happens eventually. I'll, I'll tune in from, from the final onwards. Well, that's pretty much all from a big week, but I believe there is even a bigger week about to happen. Oh my God, strap in. This is going to be crazy. Okay, from Tuesday, we get the Czech Republic winner, which is great. And Sanremo starts, which is amazing. And Liv from the Aussie Vision team has taken the week off. She's going to cover it. It's going to be amazing. Watch out for that. We'll have a lot of great content. Malta has a semi-final on the Thursday then we have Saturday European time, a huge amount of national finals coming to a conclusion. These ones have finals. Estonia, Romania, Denmark, Croatia, Latvia, and Sanremo, and also Malta as well, all come to an end, as well as Lithuania semifinal two, Sweden heat two as well. That is a lot. I'm really looking forward to a few of those. Estonia, Denmark in particular, you know, I like my uh, Nordic, Scandinavian music, etc. But also, of course, Sanremo. It should be an amazing week. Oh, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And we will have a bonus episode during the week. We're not quite sure on what yet because there's so much to do it on. It might be Sanremo. It might be bits and pieces, a bit of a preview maybe for the weekend or something. Possibly. I'm sure we'll find something to flap our gums about. (laughs) Flap our gums. (laughs) All right. Well, look, big week ahead. We don't know how we're going to cover it. So it should be good. We're right at the peak of the season. So strap in and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. See you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at Aussie Vision Net. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.